Thank you. Welcome to our weekly football show tonight. The head coach with us for the entire hour. If you want to get a comment or question to him, fire off a text, 402-413-2400. Huskers coming off of a victory over Northern Illinois, 35-11. Congratulations. That felt pretty good, didn't it? Yeah, I was really happy for the players. You know, they've, they've worked really hard and uh, stuck together. And it was great to get a win, get a win at home. There were some really encouraging things in there. The way you kind of took over the game the last quarter and a half, your offensive line kind of started to, to win the battle against the front that I know you had an awful lot of uh, admiration for. That Northern Illinois group can play some defense up front. Yeah, we, you know, we understand that um, um, we're going to face teams that have, you know, excellent defensive lines, tough schemes. Sometimes people are going to do different things against us. You know, we want to be kind of like a body blow organization, like a great boxer. You know, we... We understand that you know it's it's not the the knockout punch in the fourth quarter. Sometimes it's the it's the it's the jab, it's the it's the body shot, it's the uppercut. In, you know, in the first quarter, second quarter, that soften people up. And so, um, yeah, we want to be the best team in the end. You know, we weren't able to do that. You know, against Minnesota, we weren't able to do that against Colorado. Um, but I thought the guys played physical, played hard, and, and were able to get that in the fourth quarter. How do you feel like the guys handled the emotion of the night? First home game, you made a great comment the other day about first time your entire team was at a game because you can only travel 74 for conference road games. Uh, so how, did they, how do you feel like they handled the emotions? Yeah, you know, I, I think back in all my years, um, being a head coach, even at a place like Temple where you're, you know, you're sometimes playing money games early or whatever, I've never started out, and I can't remember ever starting out on the road two games in a row. It's really unusual, and um, but we tried to make the best out of it, right? Make it into a good thing in terms of learning, you know, a lot about ourselves. So, I think to come home to have that energy, to have everyone around, I thought it was great. I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, we obviously are always going to feed off the energy. Um, we we want to celebrate with the fans and, and be, have them all be a part of it, but we want to make sure that when we catch a touchdown or intercept the ball or get a sack that were celebrating with their teammates. And I thought the guys did a great job of that. You could feel the joy and the passion and the energy um, because if the teammates love each other, the crowd feels it, the energy just grows. And uh, that's what I wanted to feel, and I felt it. The the energy was really good for the night game. It usually are at Lincoln, but I, I thought the way you started offensively, I, I know you scripted out your first drive. It was really well executed. I know we had a little delay. You had to use the timeout to get everybody on the field. But, man, it was a really nice drive to start the game offensively. Yeah, you know, we, we, we were going to come out and throw that ball to Marcus Washington the first play. Um, felt better throwing it, you know, left to right. Um, so, you know, um, we knew if we started with the ball on the right, you know, if we, if we started with a kickoff return, we we're going to put it on the left test, start on the right. So I uh, ran an option play to get the ball to the left. Unfortunately, Billy caught the punt and just, you know, was expecting us to throw the, the dagger. So um, it was, all things were still working through. You know, we're, we're certainly a work in progress. There's a lot of things we have to improve. But, um, you know, I thought, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was uh, good to see the guys go out there and um, on that first drive have some energy, make some plays. Um, not everything was perfect. You know, a couple times it was a zone reach and hand the ball off. And Heinrich's first start, you know, keeps the ball, but he rumbles for eight yards. So uh, we settled down. Um, Saw what they were kind of how they were attacking us, and I thought the coaches did a good job of kind of pivoting to some things that could help us. His first start, any quarterback's first start, you, you obviously you're going to see their stats. But how did he manage the game? Didn't seem like he got seemed like he got the calls in. He got the huddles lined up. How did he do in that phase of things? Well, I thought he was great. You know, um, had, had good energy. Got guys in and out of the huddle. He yep. managed the no huddle. Uh, got to some man beating and blitz beating checks that you know allowed us to, to extend some drives. Kind of figured out, you know, as the game went on. I think when you have a guy like Heinrich or a guy like Jeff, or even a guy like Chubba that can run, sometimes the third down looks that you see are going to be a little bit different. 
And uh, you might go into the game thinking, hey, we're going to get, you know, man coverage, pressure, and all of a sudden you're, they're playing cover two because everyone wants to see the quarterback so he can't get out and run. So, you know, um, I thought he did a nice job of managing the things that were being thrown at him. Uh, Coach Sat met with the media today and said that Jeff went through quite a bit of practice today. How's his recovery going? Uh, he's getting better, man. I mean, you know, I think the biggest issue for him right now would be, you know, to be able to run the football, run the options, run the zone reads. Um, quarterback draw, RPO stuff, you know, RPO's only on the quarterback draws, obviously, and then scramble in the pocket. Um, he's prob- probably not quite there, but, um, you know, he's been a great teammate, was great on the sidelines, working at it, in the, you know, inside. So, really, we have three quarterbacks um, that we feel like can go in the game, and um, uh, all three of them are working really hard. That's a rarity. Man, it's hard to do in college football to have a couple that you feel good about. Yeah, you know, I, I think you go back and look at Nebraska football over the last couple of years, you know, that very rarely has the starting quarterback played the whole year. I mean, it's happened, but not even last year, you know, went back and forth. And yeah. so um, at the very beginning, we felt like, hey, we have three. And, uh, you know, then we had Luke Longville and Jack Wilkie. They, 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 they walked on and they do a great job for us. So we have five guys that can manage the offense and I might take all five. You, you mentioned in your press conference yesterday you thought well, a big moment in the game was after the Husker turnover that your defense went out and forced a field goal. You thought that was a big moment in the game, didn't you? I, I thought it was the moment that we showed that we're going to play like a team. Um, you know, there were obviously times at Colorado with the, you know, the turnovers happening the way they happened. You know, the first drive, okay, we bounced back. And then, you know, kind of right before the half and giving up the points, you know, um, I didn't love the way that we always responded as a team. I think it, it's, and, and there was never anything negative, but – um, it's not just about saying, hey, okay, don't worry about the offense. Let's go out there and play. Or, hey, let's not worry about the defense. Great teams say, hey, let's go pick up the offense. Hey, let's go pick up the defense. And when you do this long enough, you know, you understand that right, right now maybe the defense has to pick up the offense sometimes. Eventually that will flip. Uh, there will be moments where the special teams have to do that. There will be moments where the D-line has to pick it up for the safeties. And, and, and we just want them to understand that. Like all this is about all of us playing together, having each other's back. And what I thought it allowed the offense to do, and certainly Heinrich, is play a little free. Because you cannot play quarterback saying, if I make a mistake, I'm coming out. Or if I make a mistake, we're going to lose the game. Um, there's way too much happening. And so when they went out and made that stop, I thought, I thought I'd learned something about our defense. And I thought, it, I thought the team uh, responded to it. In that vein, our first text question from Ken says, Coach, I've really noticed the improvement in tackling with this year's team. Just love it. Your thoughts about how good a tackling team you have? We tackle a lot. <laughs> you know, we practice it. Um, you know, uh, a lot of head coaches are, you know, offensive-minded, you know, spread coaches, and that's great. That's absolutely great. Um, you know, and a lot of those teams, you know, they try to run a bunch of plays, and, you know, the defense kind of plays over. They blow the whistle. They reset. You know, we run to the ball at practice. Um, we, we strike blockers and get off blocks. We strike defenders. And, um, uh, you know, that's, that's what I think allows us to be, become good tacklers. And then, our players buy into it. Even today, you know, I kept reminding them, hey, some of our guys in defense are only playing 15 to 30 snaps because we're rotating so much and we're having so many three and outs. You know, you have to practice your tackling because all of a sudden you wake up and tackling tackling can be gone in a minute. So we, we want to be a great tackling team. We want to run, run great, great angles, play with great effort. And uh, Tony's got the, got the boys doing it. And, and um, you know, we just have to keep it up as the, as, the, as the weeks go. Did you think in spring you had a good tackling team? Yes. You did? Yeah, I, haven't had many bad tackling teams. Um, I'm certainly not a defensive guru. That's all Tony. But the way that we practice, I believe, um, we'll always have we'll always have a defense that whatever our talent level is, we maximize it because we we we, pra- we let our defense practice. And uh, a lot of people don't anymore. 
You know, I've got Coach Darlington sitting out there at practice every night. Oh, yeah. And as I walk out the field, Coach, Coach is going to tell me what he thinks, and I love that about him. And um, he, he tells me all the time, you know, I used to always let the scout team offense, you know, I let them hold. I let them grab. Um, you know, when we had a big win, we'd have a party for them. I, I literally steal the thing. You know, we had a party for the scout team uh, last night, like, you know, because I thought they gave a great look. So we want to make things harder in practice so then for the game. And so because we do that, I think, you know, the guys on defense get better quickly um, and have a lot of success. It's hard, and you said this after the, the game Saturday, hard to pinpoint uh, just a couple guys because you have so many of them playing really well on that side of the ball. Yeah, that's, that's the point I want to make sure I say. That we had so many guys play well. Like, I was walking with Keith to the post-game press conference, and uh, Keith, I can't remember who it was, it was, like, out in front of me because we have to walk outside right now to get to the media room because the construction. And it was, like, Nash Hutchmacher. It was, uh, it was Omar Brown. And I, I was kind of like, I was like, what'd you guys do tonight? You know, like, like, cause, cause, cause really, I mean, it just felt like it was everybody, right? I mean, Q was all over the field. Luke's all over the field. And, and then you turn the tape on. The thing about defense is, you know, Javen picks a pass off, but Ruquan Buckley, two plays in a row, affects the quarterback. And that's what we're trying to teach. That's what Tony's doing a great job of. Coop is doing a great job. Rob, uh, Terrence. But then as a team, like, it's one guy doing his job at a high level, allowing another guy to make a play. And that's why, uh, we want to celebrate together. That's why we want to enjoy each other and appreciate each other um, because it takes, it takes 11. Another text question, Coach, what is your philosophy behind having a more physical practice on Friday instead of the more traditional walkthrough? Yeah, um, you know, I know Scott did the same thing. Um, um, you know, I've evolved over the years. If you went and saw me at Temple, we were kind of like it was here for years, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday walkthrough, Sunday off, Friday walkthrough. I was always a big day, you know. I wanted to take, um, I wanted to take, you know, the, the Sabbath off, Sundays off, and come in on Monday. And then you start getting to different places at class schedules and taking labs and all that. And you realize how valuable Monday can be, and so then you, and then recovery physically coming in after the game is probably a little bit better for you. So we've adjusted over the years. You know, here we practice Tuesday mornings, Wednesday nights, Thursday mornings, Friday mornings. So it's just unique what we do. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, you know, we, we go really hard on Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, we practice hard. So we take Thursday to recover. It's more of a walk-through day, let our bodies kind of heal back up. And a lot of people kind of go out and throw it around and jog on Friday. We go out there on Friday. We expect things to be close to full speed. Um, we want to treat Friday practice like the first two drives of the game. And uh, when we walk up that field on Friday, if it looks crisp, then we feel like, hey, you know what, we've, we've, we've put the work in this week. We should have the right to feel confident. What'd you do as a player at Penn State? Do you remember? Oh, that was that was back in the sun, that was kind of <laughs> Sunday off, uh, Monday full pads, Tuesday full pads, yeah. Wednesday full pads, Thursday full pads, and then as the season went on, we just kept lowering and lowering. Coach Coach, Coach Paterno was a uh, sports scientist before there was sports science. I mean, he was amazing at gauging the team and making sure we were always fresh. Fridays we came in and we had like a three-hour meeting, and I remember our coaches would put up every defense on an acetate and draw every single thing. It was. Um, it was something. So, yeah, so what we do now is a little different, but it's fun. Do you – the NCAA is really kind of limited a lot of the stuff you do. How many contact days you can have even in the preseason camp? Has it – has the pendulum swung too far? I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, I think you're only limited to two scrimmages maybe even in fall camp or – Yeah, in, in season, in season is about what I was used to. You know, it's 20 hours a week. Um, it, it's really the preseason. They've limited the contact. And, and I'm the first person, let me just say this, that believes in health, player health and safety. I also, and I'm not, again, I'm not a doctor, I also believe that um, if you don't want to get injured, if you want to be healthy, um, you have to harden the body and you have to practice a certain way. And so um, 
not crazy. I think people always think football coaches are, you know, like what they see in the movies and that they're going to be out there tackling every play. Like, you know, if, if your best player gets hurt, you're not a good team. So we want everyone to be healthy too. But, you know what, the rules are the rules. I'm always one of those guys like, hey, whatever, whatever they say the rules are, I'm going to follow them. And um, that's where we are right now. So we just try to maximize our time. And we're blessed to have a team that loves to do extra. We're blessed to have a group of guys that they get done with class and they come back over and watch tape on their own or recover. I mean, they're, they're bought into the process. Do you see the movie Junction Boys? Wasn't that what it was called? I read the book. The a &M. I, yeah, yeah, that Texas A&M, Bear Bryant, uh, the Junction yeah. Boys, yep. <laughs> A little different now. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> what, it was, what it was there. Coaches, with us still the top of the hour. If you want to be a part of it, 402-413-2400. Fire those texts off. We will pass those on to Coach. That is our Sports Nightly Hotline brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the 16 convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime. They've got 18 brands and a huge selection of pre-owned. You can always find what you are looking for. More coming up next. Back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres. They are the Midwest's premier John Deere dealers, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. Head coach with us until the top of the hour. Huskers getting ready for their final non-conference game. Louisiana Tech will be here for a 2.30 kick on Saturday afternoon. A text from Andrew, Coach. I'm amazed by how many guys were playing on defense with very little drop-off. Have you always played that many guys, and how much of an advantage do you see that becoming as the year goes on, building depth and keeping guys fresh? We've always believed in playing a lot. Uh, I've never played this many. Um, um, you know, I think going to Colorado, the tempo, the altitude, we knew early on we were going to have to do it. And I think it's just a credit to the guys. Like, they're out there competing at a high level. You know, like, you know, Nick, Nick was probably starting at one point, got hurt, so Bullock steps up. Now Javen has a role. Um, I think the guy, you know, it's it's a credit to the system. It's one of the reasons why we went to this system because we injured, we get some injuries. He's injured. He comes back. We put him at defensive end. You know, he's flexible, right? Prince will play defensive end for several weeks. Now he goes to Jack. So um, I, that's what I love about the system. And but I think the real thing is just the credit to the players, the way that they're doing it. And as I said, I've always practiced. We've always practiced really hard, really physically, competitively. We've adjusted the amount of reps after kind of talking to Coach Oz. One of the way that they did things here and kind of more drills going on at once especially in the in the fall, and I think it just brought guys along a lot faster. You mentioned Jamari. Didn't play at Minnesota, but he's had sacks in each of the last two games. He must be doing some good things. Yeah, he was I mean, he was really coming on and then, uh, you know, had, a, had an injury, had a second injury. Glad to see him back out there. Um, and he made the adjustment, you know, from going from one position to the other, and uh, that's, what, that's what teams need. They need guys that will do that. Okay, next text question from Mike and Grand Island. Mike, I'm not sure this is totally accurate, but I'll ask the coach. It says, on our final play, rather than taking knee, we ran the fullback. Beautiful. Gives opponents something to think about and was a real crowd pleaser. And I don't know that Lubin was your fullback, was he? Yeah, we just had one back in the backfield, yeah. so he was, he was the tailback. But, you know, it was really important to me. Um, we've, got some, we've got a lot of guys, right, who um, work hard, and I wanted to get as many of them in the game as possible. So that last drive, you know, we played some guys. Some guys had a chance to get in there and play. Um, you know, I, I asked the guys to fair catch the kickoff return so we could get a couple guys on offense out there. Um, you know, we got uh, my, my man Klossman in. Like, he does an unbelievable job, great workers. We were able to get him in, and they kicked it right to him. He recovers it. Fall, I mean, doesn't really do, do that position, knows exactly what to do. That's why I love him. We get the offense out there and, and uh, hand the ball off to Lubin. Some great blocks, great run. Uh, John, John Goodwin, unbelievable. I think it's John's first time getting in a game. A local guy, local, local tight end gets in there. Great block at the point of attack. Good, really nice run by Trev. 
Oh, Mangini comes in, man, does, <laughs> blocks the heck out of the safety, gets up. He's kind of high-stepping. <laughs> it was awesome. And what was cool about it was seeing the way the team responded to that because, again, you know, the things I believe in, um, team, loving each other, brotherhood, all those things, everyone thinks has gone away with NIL and transfer and all those things. I think it's more ap- applicable than ever. And so seeing them respond like that meant a lot to uh, hopefully those guys. Mike, appreciate the uh, text from out in Grand Island. Folks, contact 811 two days before you dig to protect your underground utilities and yourself. It's free. It's easy. It's the law. You were talking in the first segment about teams that run spread and get the ball out. You're kind of describing Louisiana Tech, right? That's kind of what we're going to see this week from them. Yeah, you know, Sonny Cumbie um, um, was the offensive coordinator at TCU when I was the head coach at Baylor. Excellent coach. Comes from the air raid. Um, a lot of those guys have adapted their run games now. They've added the RPO, so it's not just all drop back anymore. But Sonny can do it all. Um, he, he worked for uh, Joey McGuire, Garrett's father, who I worked with. So we have a lot of connections. Jake Brown's the offensive coordinator. Um, you know, worked, worked with all these guys. So, you know, they, they've, they've done different things in different games. They're multiple. They have good quarterbacks. They have, a dynamic, they have dynamic players across the board. Smoke Harris is as good as it gets. So um, it'll be a real challenge. You know, they ran the ball for 241 yards last week. So they're not uh, they're not a drop back passing team only. Um, they can they can they can move it. Different kind of challenge, and maybe more like Colorado a little bit, a little bit like a lot of the same style. things. A lot yeah. of the same. Uh, you know, get the ball, get the ball in play. You know, catch the ball, throw it out on a screen, get the ball, throw it out to a hitch, uh, run the football, run RPO. So it's a great style of offense. Um, it's tough to defend. You know, you have to. You have to play team football against it. You got to, you know, you can't turn the ball over. You got to control the ball on offense, uh, score points when you have a chance. And on defense, you have to take the ball away and and get off the field. And so we're getting off the field great. I'd like to take the ball away. I think that would um, that would jumpstart us. And we need some plays on special teams. All right, we're going to get technical with this next one, Coach Irvin Scotter says you've used the term Jack linebacker. Can you describe what that is? Yeah. So so we're we're in the three three. Um, so we have three dedicated defensive linemen. We have three linebackers, and we have five safety, five DBs, three safeties, and two corners. Um, you'll see sometimes if you watch the film closely, a lot of times we're playing with three corners and two safeties. You know, Coop will throw Tommy in there, and, and, and Newsom will go to safety or something like that. So um, we, we we do some different things on the back end. The Jack linebacker. Um, so we play with a Will, a Mike, and a Jack. So the Mike's the middle backer. Then we have two edge guys, and the Jack is the guy who's probably the best pass rusher. So if you think about a three-four. Defense. He's he's the Trev Alberts. <laughs> he's the Travis Hill. He's the he, he's yep. the pass rusher. Um, so we have different type body types at that. You know, Makai, who's more of an off the ball backer. He does some things. Uh, MJ comes in. He does some different things. Um, you know, coach tries to call it with their, everyone's skills that they can all do it all, but everyone's skill set. Um, so yeah, the Jack is sort of that hybrid outside backer slash DN guy. Good. James in Omaha. Coach was at the game with my son on Saturday, and he had the time of his life. He got autographs from about 20 players, but a couple of them stood out. Blaze, Nash, and Brian Buscini were a few that took extra time to talk to him. Ethan Piper let my son sign his cast. He hasn't stopped talking about it. Uh, you've got some great kids in that program. I'm excited for the future. Yeah, those, 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 those are great guys and many, many more. Um, you know, I, 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 I tell our team all the time, you know, my – if you come in here on a Sunday, you're probably going to see Leona in here with me on Sunday afternoons um, around the team. And, um, you know, when you bring your son around, I bring my son around, it's one thing. You bring your daughters around these guys, it's really a testament to who they are. So um, I, I, uh, I, love, I love the group of guys that we have. And um, I love them when they're doing everything right. I love them when they make mistakes. I love them as they go through life. I mean, they're, they're great guys, and uh, I'm glad that people are recognizing that. David and Holdridge. 
Coach, uh, you had second and short a couple times the other night, and you opted for the quarterback sneak. Any thoughts about just opening the playbook up in those situations? Never. Never. <laughs> no. Get the um, first down. I, I did a study, um, I did a study of, of uh, New England when I was at Baylor, and I studied uh, Tom Brady when they were at their heyday. And it was like second and one, second and two, second and three were direct runs, get the first down. Um, you know, especially when you're not a tempo offense, you know, you, you want to, you, you just want to suffocate people. We want to stay on the field. And so, will there be a day that maybe we do something like that? Maybe. You know, we, we have a lot of work to do to get to the point where, but that's, I mean, that's when we won 11 games at Baylor and we're playing in the championship game. You're going to see us on second and one running quarterback sneak, running fullback dive. Um, we want to, uh, we want to stay on the field and make, make defenses defend us. Because, again, just going back to everything I talk about, like body blows, like just the accumulation of reps, right? A lot of people run the ball early, and if they're not having elite success, they get away from it. You know, we believe runs in the first quarter equal, you know, long runs in the fourth quarter. So staying on the field is really important to us. Dorothy Lynch, homestyle light and lean dressing, endless flavorabilities. Another text for you, Coach. Welcome to Nebraska. Congratulations on the win. I saw a few of our ball carriers lay the wood to their tacklers. LOL. Man, that was a, something to see the other night. Are you happy when you see your ball carriers attack the defender like that? Yeah, and you know, we, we preach about dominant contact, and that's, you know, um, that's at every position. You know, uh, this is a game of moving people. This is a game of physicality. We want to be dominant. I would love it if, uh, if you know, Heinrich wasn't trying to do that all the time. You know, I mean, those guys have shoulders, yeah. so I'd love it if he was a little bit less, you know, hey, let me run people over. Um, I didn't love it when AG stood up and the guy was on the ground. He started standing over him. I want to make sure everything we do is, Classic. you know, we're never gonna yeah. we're never gonna disrespect an opponent. But um, I do want to celebrate. I do want to have fun. I do want to be physical. So the guys are kind of figuring me out a little bit in terms of, you know, it can be complex at first. Like, hey, run the guy over, but don't be disrespectful. Um, but uh, you know, like I said, our guys they they practice the right way, and um, I thought that was that was big for us in the game. I mean, you talk about energy the energy of the crowd, all those things. But when you see one of your teammates physical uh, physical on the field on a big play, I think it ignites the sideline. Tim in Minnesota, Coach, welcome to Nebraska. What ways have you seen the offensive line improve, and where can they still get better? I mean, we've, we've run the ball for over 200 yards three games in a row. There were two power five opponents, and I think you know we haven't even scratched the surface of what we can do. Um, again, if, if, you're, if you're staying on the field better on third down and, and, and not turning the ball over, 240, 250, sometimes becomes 270, 280, 290, 300. Um, I want to continue to, you know, I, I want to say improve. I, I want to get better at everything, right? So I want to continue to run the football really well. I want to, um, I want to protect the quarterbacks. Um, so I think our offensive line is functioning well as a unit. Um, you know, they're going to have a lot of challenges, you know, in the weeks ahead, starting with this week, all the pressure that we're going to get, all the blitzes that we're going to get, all the movement that we're going to get. And so I just want them every week just to get a little bit better, uh, both in the run and the protection game. And um, um, I see them working at it. I, I always tell the tight ends in that. A lot of times we talk about the run game, we talk about the O-line. You know, To me, the tight ends are such a huge part of the run game, and as are the receivers. And in the passing game, you know, the receiver's racing to get open. Like, you know, you're not trying to beat the corner. You're trying to beat the defensive end. And so just understanding team football. But I, I, like, I like the direction our offensive line's headed. Good. We'll finish this segment with a light note. Andy in our chat room says, Coach, do you know the secret behind the drones? I don't know if you got a chance to look up and see them in the third. That was unbelievable. I don't know how they do that. You maybe do. You know, it's funny. Uh, this summer, um, this summer uh, we, we were, you know, we're, we, we go, go up to the, for the summer up to a little bit by New Jersey, by, and, you know, 
they did that at the Phillies game, and I thought it was awesome. And so I think, you know, our, just I'd say the people here that handle all the game, the game um, operations, um, uh, it's, it's entertainment. It's amazing. Um, you know, like, I don't know if my daughters watched the game. I think they, I don't know if they did, right? Like, they just were like, did you see this? Did you see that? Did you see this? Did you see that? So, and it's funny because I've watched so many things online. So, um, you know, they, they don't ask me my opinion, but if they did, I'd say bring those drones back every night game. Um, only thing I would say is you, this might this might be popular, might not. I, you know, when I watched all the old things, you know, from the fifth, 2015, I just wish they'd bring back DJ Cool, Let Me Clear My Throat. It's like one of the greatest songs of all time. It's one of my favorite songs yep. of all time. And then they were playing it here, and I was like, and then we don't, I guess we don't do it anymore. But again, I'm, I got to get the football right, and I'll let the, the experts handle game operations because I thought it was awesome. Uh, it was that that drone. Show I, was... I want to clear one thing up. I didn't see it during the game. I want to make that very. People back like, and watch later. I went. It's, my, my kids showed it to yeah. me on YouTube. Like, Dad, have you seen this? And I saw it. I could honestly, I thought it was like fake. I was like, that can't. How do you spell? Uh, there's no place like years, Nebraska. No place yeah, like, so, yeah. But I was not looking up. I want to make that. I was. Deeply, deeply thinking about with the guys, what do we do next? So I'll make that. I don't want people. You, you were up 21 to 3 at that point. So <laughs> we're never. We're, <laughs> final score. Wasn't over yet. All right. Time for this week's Alumni Hall. Look back at a great Husker. Tonight we focus in on running back Amir Abdullah. Just a four man rush. Armstrong to the sideline. Here he comes, Abdullah. Wow. And Abdullah still on his feet. Westerkamp throws a block. Amir Abdullah all the way home. Touchdown, Nebraska. Amir still playing in the NFLs with the Raiders right now, and you've run across the path of Amir Abdullah. You know, long before I ever thought I'd be a Husker, um, having had the chance to coach Amir, one of the classiest, best people I've ever been around. And so my wife, and she'll do it here, um, she would do Thursday nights. She's always done it at Baylor, started at Temple, Temple, then Baylor, and then Carolina. Even, the, even in the NFL, she would do Thursday nights, different position group over for dinner to our house. And uh, Ramirez came over with the running backs. And then the next week, we had the receivers, and he showed back up. I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, well, my roommate's Zill Stripe. I just forgot to come over and hang out. I was like, yeah, come on in. So um, just get, you know, grew close with him. Uh, the business side of that is such a weird thing. You know, it gets to the end of the year, gets a better deal at the Raiders. I would have loved, obviously, to keep coaching him. And... That's a league where, like, um, the, the, the position, the players, the older guys at the position buy usually their position group um, a Christmas gift. And usually they buy the coaches that, too. But when you're the head coach, you, you get nothing. I mean, you get nothing. So I got nothing. But I got a book. I got a book, and I got it from Amir, and it had a beautiful inscription in it. And um, I won't say what it says because it was from him to me, but it stayed with me. And it stayed with me during a hard time, you know, and it stayed with me to this day. And it's something I always think about as we're trying to get this thing to where we wanted to get to. And then I come to the Huskers. And even even the week going into Colorado last week, going into Northern Illinois, I hear from him. Um, just an unbelievable person, a great, 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 great friend of mine. Has he been back since you took the job? I don't I have not seen him since he no, has. no, no. He um we talked a lot about getting together this off season, yeah. but uh, you know, I, I really you know, I haven't really even been home yet, let alone anything else. So hopefully this off season we can uh, connect. This won't surprise you. He and Ron Brown had a good relationship uh, when they were there. No when doubt. Ron was his position coach. Who doesn't have a good relationship with Ron? Exactly. <laughs> Alumni Hall is your ultimate Husker shopping experience with the largest and best selection of apparel, vault gear and tailgate accessories. Shop to their two Lincoln locations or alumni Hall.com Alumni Hall, where Huskers shop. Keep those texts coming, 402-413-2400. More with the coach coming up. 
Back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres. They are the Midwest's premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions with every field. About 15 minutes left for the coach. Our football show here for the week. Huskers getting ready for Louisiana Tech Saturday afternoon at 2.30. Bart, on a text for you, Coach, what are some of the bigger differences in your eyes from coaching in the college level to the National Football League? Um, there's a lot. You know, I spend... A, a, chunk of my day on recruiting. I spend a chunk of my day, um, or at least of my week, on academics. Um, so at that, at that level, it was, you know, come in, we work, you guys go home, we finish work and see you tomorrow. You know, if something happened off the field or something happened, you know, no player was going to call me. You know, the, the club would handle it, right? So it's just, you know, way more transactional, way less personal. It's, you know, um, the guys we have are our guys, you know, there, you know, guys there on Tuesday. You know, GM comes in, hey, we're cutting them. We'll bring some, we're bringing a new guy in. You have four new guys each week. So it's just, it's just a different environment, right? Um, and then, you know, the football's way different. You know, the football, like, you know, we're, we're, we're preparing right now for tempo, for RPO, for tackle over, for in the NFL, you know, you run, there's about four or five run plays you see. There's a lot of different pass plays, and, you know, every once in a while a team comes along like Kansas City or, or the Eagles who are doing some more college things, but here you have to defend a ton of stuff. And so um, football's a little bit different, at, at the, but at its core it's still all blocking and tackling. So, um, but, yeah, you know, I, I love this age group. I love watching guys uh, you know, go from young men into men, and um, it's uh, fun to be on the journey with them. Jeff and Omaha, Coach, if you could build and sustain a top-five offense or a top-five defense, which would you choose? Uh, probably a top five defense. Um, yeah, you know, I um, I think that um, you don't see you don't see when you go back and look at the teams who've won championships, who've won it all, right? You don't see many teams do that uh, who don't play defense. You don't see many teams who do that who do that who you know run you know a hundred plays. Um, you know, it's one thing. It's one thing to do that in September and October. It's another thing to do that. You know, late in the year, November, December. Right. And maybe someone can do it. Maybe people have. But even Clemson, who's a little bit, you know, more spread out. You know, even they, they've always had great running game. They've always had great defense. So, I just think when you're trying to get to the very top, you know, you look at the teams who are at the very top, and you say, you know, what's the formula? And I think it's, you know, it's the ability to play great defense, have complementary offense, and uh, complementary special teams. And um, so, I'd, I'd probably say defense. Georgia, the last two national champions, they've been unbelievable on that side of the ball. Um, hi, Coach. Uh, a little off-topic, coffee. I see you enjoy a cup of joe. What is your favorite, and do you do cream or sugar? So I like – I only drink my coffee black. Uh, I, like, okay. I like black coffee. I like to drink a lot of it. Um, I'll take it from anywhere. You know, I like – I like. you know, I, I, sometimes when I drive in, I'll stop at the mill over by the, you know, Cornhusker on Innovation Campus. Yep. Sometimes there's the, the, I forget, I'm going to say the wrong name, right? There's the mill downtown. When I was living downtown, I'd walk to, or there's right underneath Tipsy Tina's, there's a place there called, like, the Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole, Rabbit Hole. Yeah. So I lived right above there, so I'd go there all the time. So, um, and, you know, I, I like I like an Americano. I like a black coffee. I like an Americano. I like uh, what I would call a red eye that here, I guess they call a crowbar, like a coffee with three shots of espresso. So I like a little jolt, and uh, but I, I drink it all day long. You do, all day. I'm drinking it right now. I'll be drinking it if you see me at... Nine or ten to nine, I'll probably be drinking it then. I'm kind of a like. 
I get it in the morning. It's off. I, I run. So, how about some of these questions tonight? Right, we're getting a little all over I'm the place. Ha- I'm having to think. I'm having to like <laughs> right? really having to unlock from like <laughs> law tech, you know, game planning to like, hey, who are you, Matt? What yeah. do you believe in? That's all right. Uh, good stuff. Keep them coming, folks. 402-413-2400. So after this, it's all in the conference play. Um, probably in your day. Well, was Penn State in? The, no, they had just joined the Big Ten when you were playing there, right? They weren't. They left independent and gone. So here we are, nine conference games, three non-conference games. There will be a difference, right? Because you probably know the league teams a little bit better than some of these teams you play at a conference. Yeah, for me, it's all, you know, it's all, um, it's all um, new, though, you know. So, True. you know, I, for, for me, it's just, you know, George O'Leary gave me advice a long time ago. He said, you know, um, just play them one at a time, Matt. Stop, you know, before the season. I was talking about, hey, I was, he was the head coach at UCF, and I was at, Temple, and I was like, well, we play these guys, but we don't play these. He's like, Matt, just, just play them all uh, one at a time. And I think that's one of the major things I'm trying to get across to our guys, right? Like, hey, stop estimating the opponent. You know, don't worry. Don't overestimate them. Don't underestimate them. They're, it's a nameless, faceless opponent. Let's worry about the Huskers. Let's worry about the things that we're doing. Um, let's worry about the things that we need to improve upon. And I've liked that about our guys, that they come out every week trying to improve. So uh, this is a, this is a week for us. You know, we have two goals every week. We want to go one and zero. We want to find a way to win at home um, by one point in seven overtimes against La Tech. Like whatever it takes, we want to find a way to go one and zero and have everyone leave the stadium happy. Uh, players, coaches, staff, and most importantly the fans. And uh, we want to improve. And so we're trying to improve specific things. I want every player to improve. Offensively, we need to improve this. Defensively, we need to improve this. And if you have that mindset over time, then. Um, I think you build a heck of a program. Question in the chat room, Coach, what's the deal with this Smoke Harris? We're sure hearing his name a lot this week. He's, I mean, he's dynamic. You know, they're down, they're down 17. I mean, he, he's, they do a lot of things really well, as I said. But, um, you know, he's first-team all-conference, Conference USA, um, explosive run after catch. Um, and so, you know, to me, uh, you know, we have to handle versus this offense the conflict of, hey, the run game plus the quarterback run game plus some tempo probably, plus getting the ball to guys in space with the screen game, with the RPO game. And so there's a lot of things to manage. And um, you have to tackle well. You have to run to the ball because a guy like that, you know, he makes a catch, makes one guy miss or has a good angle and he can go score. And, um, you know, they scored 10 points in the last two minutes of the game. And, and the last touchdown was uh, a screen that he took about 60 yards for a touchdown and made everyone miss. So he's a really good player. And, and that's, that's who I want our team to be. I want us to want to play against good players. We, we shouldn't want to play against people that we don't we don't think are any good because um, how can we show how good we are? So uh, our, our DBs, they're working to be ready for that, as, all, as are all our guys, and uh, it'll take everybody. Very good. Woodhouse Auto Family, they're your trusted auto partner, 20 brands, 20 convenient sales and service locations. We're making car buying on your terms. Visit us online at woodhouse.com. 402-413-2400. Back with some final thoughts from the coach next. Get a five cent per gallon discount using a CVA fuel card for a limited time. Register for a fuel card and be entered to win two VIP tickets to a Husker football game at cvacoop.com. Central Valley Ag, the official co op of Husker Nation. Just a couple minutes left with the coach, uh, 402 413 2400. Another text for you, coach. A number 57 put a block on a defensive back on a, one of Harburg's run. It was the best block I've ever seen in a long time. He absolutely flattened that guy, Ethan Piper. Yeah, you know, we ran quarterback draw there in the fourth quarter and uh, accelerated to the second level and um, uh, had dominant contact, you know, knocked over the DB. It was, a, it was one, of the, one of the blocks, kind of like Roman's block. 
that we showed the team. And, um, you know, that's you know, kind of who Pipe is. I'm sure he helped him up and said, hey, good luck on the next play because he's such an amazing person, wonderful person, and a future teacher. Um, but, uh, yeah, great, great, great play. Love, love seeing the guys be physical like that. They were using that on the Monday Night Football pregame show last night on ESPN. What's that? They showed that block. Oh, did they really? Yeah, oh, talked about it for a couple of minutes. Interesting. I didn't it's know like one of their plays of the weekend. Carla, for you, Coach, I understand – you, uh, you say a chunk of your day is concerning academics. I'm impressed to hear that. What is your role in the players' academic responsibilities? Yeah, so, um, you know, obviously I'm not involved in, you know, I can't be involved in, you know, anything from a, from a tutoring, you know, anything like that. You know, the, 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 that's handled by Dennis LeBlanc and his staff. And, but, you know, we meet every Thursday. We go over every single player, uh, every single grade, every single class. Every single assignment that's been done, everything you know, at this at this age, if you say how are you doing in school, they'll say I'm I'm fine, I'm straight, I'm good. So, just making sure that we understand, hey, what's coming up, what do they have to do, and then um, if guys need extra study hall, you know, we, we make sure that they you know get them extra, put them in there for extra time if they're doing great, manage that as well. So it's it's uh, just supporting the academic staff and um, then day to day compliance. You know, we check you know the football staff, you know our our player development staff. We we check classes. Um, the number one thing to get a great education in college and have success is to show up every day. And so we make sure that they're there, make sure that they're in study hall. So we're more kind of the compliance arm uh, to let Dennis and his staff do a great job. Text for you, Coach. What are your thoughts about option football? Um, I, 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 love, I love finding way to, ways to utilize the option. Um, I think they really killed a lot of option football when they, they got rid of uh, low blocking, uh, cut blocking. Um, when you watch um, – you watch the 80 yard, you know, when we put on the 95, 97, we watch, you know, 32 option and all those things. Cut left. You see the fullback arc, the guy running over the top and he cuts him. And now, you know, now you can't cut anybody down the field. So um, you see, you see Army abandon the option. You see Navy um, running it and not having the same success they did even seven years ago. So I think it's really sad that they, that I, don't, I don't know that I agree with all that. I think getting blocked in the legs is, is, is part of the game. But we, you know, we've been utilizing uh, when we can some ways to get uh, a couple of those plays a game, um, just to keep people honest. Try to limit the amount of times we just haven't gotten the ball pitched really uh, the way we'd like and explosive play. But hopefully that'll be coming. Heinrich had a great read on the one that he scored the long twenty-yard touchdown yeah. run, but he did a good job on that read. Even the first play of the game, we you know, was an old school, you know, a belly G option, right? That uh, was a hallmark of this place, and. Um, you know, everyone from Eric Crouch to Coach Osborne to Ron Brown has, has coached us up on it. And, you know, we've run one a game, and we've been able to, you know, I think that run he had was a five- or six-yard run. You know, so, again, he kept it ducked up inside as he's supposed to. Um, one of these days, hopefully, we'll get the ball pitched and let the tailbacks go racing down the sidelines. Folks, buckle up. Put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Tough news on Monday with the, the, in the announced a couple of running back seasons are over. Now it's time for guys to step up, right? They're here. It's time. Quinton was probably going to redshirt. Now you're going to have to play him. Yeah, you know, um, you know, first of all, it's Anthony's show. You know, yep. um, you know, Anthony's obviously, you know, he's, he's, he's gone through a lot in the last three weeks. Um, I think it's made him better. I thought he had an excellent practice this morning. Um, sometimes we go through a little adversity um, to come out the other side hopefully better. And, um, be more complete, and so I think as great as he can be, uh, hopefully he's even more complete. He's definitely doing a, a much better job in the protection game and catching the ball at backfield. Emmett Johnson's a guy who's been waiting his turn, uh, as team as team can be, smart, explosive, athletic. Um, We're about out of time. Yeah, and Quentin Eyes. I'm excited to see Quentin play. It's his yep. time to go. No, yep. he's excited here, to see Quentin. He's play. here to play football. So football players play football. That's right. Thanks, coach. Yes, sir. Thank you.